Hello. So welcome. There's no fancy intro. There's no, uh, yeah, fluffy anything. <laughs> because this is just going to be part of the evidence that you can just do the thing you want to do um, without all the fluff. Because I've been wanting to start a podcast for years, I want to say. Literally years. And um, what's gotten in the way of that is all the fluff. So I even hired a podcast team. <laughs> um, and and they were like, yeah, this isn't working. Because essentially what they created for me, in my experience, was just more work around the thing that I wanted to do. Which is what I'm doing right now on a voice memo on a phone while I drive. And that is actually the business model that I want for the podcast is not one where I have to edit, one where I have to um, put an intro and an outro and sell you shit and, you know, repeat who I am over and over again. Like this podcast is going to be really straightforward. It's going to be an extension of my brain and if it offers you support and help in any way, then amazing. And if it doesn't, then... Well, see you later. So, today I want to share some things that have been coming up around um, the drama triangle that my teacher Perry Chase um, introduced me to. I forget the original author of it, but I will find that. <laughs> I was going to say, put it in the links, but there are no links. So, um, as of yet. I'll figure out who that is and maybe mention it in the next podcast. But the drama triangle is where you're engaging in a way of relating to the world with there being a victim, a bad guy, and a savior. And you are in one or all of those roles at some point. So when you feel bad, the way you relate to the world is like, you know, whose fault is it and who can save me? And maybe who saves you is your job. Maybe who saves you is your boyfriend. Maybe who saves you is your mom. Or maybe you are also the savior when you're a victim. And even though that sounds ideal, it's still part of the drama triangle. For lots of clients, you can be, or human beings, let's say, you can be all three things at once. You can be victimized by a situation, then you can try and save yourself from it, um, and at the same time, you can be like, you're a piece of shit, um, you're actually the problem, and you become the villain of it as well, and you're just pinging back and forth um, through all of it, and it's a very human experience. That's how we all have been initially introduced to relating and the way that we kind of get out of that initially is through lots of practice and lots of awareness. Um, what tends to happen when you point something like this out to a client, let's say that they are incredibly stressed out um, about dating and they are on a drama loop of like, I can't do it, I'm too broken, I have too much evidence to the contrary, I get too much anxiety, but I, I'm going to die alone. And you try and suggest to them, like, cool, well, you know, there are ways to get out of this. And the way to get out of this, first and foremost, in my experience, is to normalize it. You stop being a victim when you make sense. 
You stop being a victim when, like, you aren't broken, let's say. When, instead, you are a logical result of the things that you chose and didn't choose to happen to you throughout your life. Like, if you are starting from the mentality of, I'm broken, you're already going to need to overcompensate just energetically for all of the ways you feel victimized by not being this idealized um, human version of, you know, what you believe is normal or perfect. Um, and though I do recognize that there are varying levels of fairness and privilege and all that stuff, and that there's an importance to really fully feel the impact of that, staying stuck in that is of service to absolutely nobody. Um, and figuring out a way out of that is, is being of service to you, to your future, to your kids, to the generations after you, if you want that. Um, some people don't want that. Some people quite enjoy the drama triangle and we are free animals and that is absolutely your prerogative. So, um, I digress. One of the biggest fears around um, owning this stuff is really taking responsibility for our role in creating it. And the more we're victim to our circumstances, especially later in life when we're not children, the less powerful we're capable of feeling. And power is quite essential in trying to change your circumstances. The experience of anxiety is actually your body being really perfect and giving you like an excess amount of energy so that you can aim it at the thing you want to change, whether it be behavior or circumstance, and actually cause a shift. Um, because we're not used to holding the experience without trying to get rid of it, the experience of anxiety, without trying to get rid of it, we're not very fluent at actually using it for what it's meant to be used for, especially because it's a, it's a very primal response that is linked to the feeling of life and death. And we've evolved to a place where that's not always what it's doing for us. Instead, it's kind of getting triggered through life and death of, let's say, like making money or our business or our health or whatever might be triggered in us. So really, it's up to you. You can forever be trying to to tame and quench your anxiety and resist it and um, fight it and just, I don't know, it sounds like a grueling experience of trying to control and contain something that is there for your benefit. Or you can learn how to tolerate initially the intensity so that you can grow your your capacity to really hold it first and then to aim it somewhere and use it like you would if you were a martial artist of emotions. Um, let's get back to the attachment of the victimhood around things. If you... <clears throat> can't look at the reasons why being a victim is serving you, then there's something to look at there for you. Because there are other ways to get that need met. There are ways for you to feel safe. There are other ways for you to 
uh, not do the thing you're avoiding doing. And it's simple, it's ownership. But with one of them, you're cultivating power and self-respect when you're able to say, you know what, I really want to do this thing and I'm not going to do it for no reason. You don't need to make up an explanation in order to justify your humanity. Or the one that's like, I'm so tired and the kids and the work and the I hate everything and I'm just like born in all this garbage, which like might be very true, but just continuously practices a state of disempowered victimhood that will get you nowhere. Um, or it'll get you somewhere. It'll get you maybe initially it'll get you some connection with people uh, who will sympathize, but then maybe get tired of just hearing that same story on Spiral. <clears throat> it might get people to lighten up on you, and then they'll get bored of that excuse. It might get, you know, people to just not ask you for things because they know that you've always got shit going on. And all of that is just a, it's just a way of getting needs met that you could otherwise do quite powerfully, quite simply, and cultivate a state of boundaries and self-respect. Um, so for today, I start here, uh, at a place where, you know, I was noticing all of my excuses for not doing the podcast and underneath the excuses was a very solid piece of truth, which was that I just didn't want to do any of the other stuff because I would put it off. Like the perfectionism in me is all encompassing. So it's either, going to be, if I'm going to invest in it, if I'm going to do it right, it's going to be absolutely to the T spotless and beautiful and thus possibly never be released <laughs> to the public. Um, or it's going to be just an easy extension of my creativity and my knowledge, which I think that people could benefit from. And I would love for it to be of service. So here we are. Uh, as a living example, I just kind of like peeled away all the excuses and was like cool the truth underneath all of that is I don't fucking feel like it and this is my true desire and here we are with the true desire leading to the true creation so whatever it is that you want to create whatever it is you're constantly suffering through whether it's through anxiety procrastination um, excuses whatever it might be uh, very valid experiences um, getting in the way why don't you take a look at first and foremost how that's serving you for me, the perfectionism was in a way serving the part of me that didn't want to do the fluff, like didn't want to do an intro and an outro, didn't want to advertise, didn't want to do all that kind of stuff. And instead of like consistently being like, oh, I just need to wait until I can do it and until I do want to and all that stuff, I just had to stop. And be like, wait, there's something valid here. Just like, that is not part of my business plan and it never has been. So here we are with the result. And yeah, only place I'll guide you from here is my website, www.maryhugh.com. I'll share the story um, of that name someday. And Mary Hugh is spelled M for Maria, E-R-R-I-H-U-E. And that's for more pieces of writing and ways to work together. And I hope you have a really great day.